Welcome to Destiny Moments with Angel Murchison. Today on the broadcast, I have worship leader Kim McKay White. She's an anointed psalmist, radio talk show host of The River 96.5, Fredericton, New Brunswick. She's a speaker, a teacher. Kim, you do it all, girl. Well, more than I thought I would do, I guess. <laughs> well, welcome to Destiny Moments, and I just always love when we're together. I just feel like um, we have such a kinship, and and I love your radio broadcast. I love what you're doing, and I just wanted to, to have you on today to talk about worship. Kim, when you invited me to the worship barn and when you uh, led worship for the Healing Waters Conference, it was just over the top. Talk to me today about worship. Well, it's funny, actually, when you contacted me and said you wanted to talk about worship, because I have just come away from a weekend where my whole view and really going forward in worship, I see it just a, a, a huge, um, what would the world be, maybe, um, well, be a change for sure, but just maybe a, a transformation of, of worship in, in, in my life and what it means to me and how I, how I regard it. So um, it's interesting that it's at this time that you're contacting me because there's so much on my heart to share. You might have to do more than one show. You might have to, you might have to pick and choose what you're going to actually share here, Angel, but I'll just go ahead. and um, This past weekend I had the awesome honor and opportunity to actually lead worship with Steve Swanson at a revival that we just had at the Worship Burn. And... Um, I, I mean, Steve Swanson really to, is to worship leaders what Kenneth E. Hagen would be to ministers. You know what I mean? Like, really, he is top of the line and so, so anointed uh, in what he does. And it's uh, just a huge honor. And something I never, ever expected that would happen, but just happened out of the blue, and I, I took it and ran with it, right? Um, I wasn't prepared. I've known for a while that my view of worship was changing and I found myself becoming frustrated with the need to play the um, obligatory two or three fast songs kind of transition with a middle of the road song and then go into the slow stuff right I felt more and more a yearning in my heart that I just wanted to simply sit down at the keyboard and um, and worship and just 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 become one with what the Holy Spirit was doing in that moment. And as I said, I was I didn't know how to do that. I just didn't know how to do that. Um, sometimes, as worship leaders, we are faced with the expectations that are put on us. Um, it can be by our leadership, and certainly I will say this right now: there's no expectations in that category put on by my pastor. He's he is so, we are so free to worship. He just wants the Holy Spirit to be in charge, and it's an awesome atmosphere always. But there are times when we are, we are faced with a decision, um, what will the people like? It's easy for a worship leader to think, um, what will the people like? What songs do they like? What songs will get people involved? What songs will get people dancing? What songs will get people shouting? I mean, all these things can go through our carnal minds, right? Because ultimately, when you're sitting at the keyboard or standing behind the podium leading worship, you want to see people moving in it. 
you want to see it having an effect on people, right? Yes. But one of the things that I realized after this weekend is that that's not up to me. That is not up to me. That is up to the people who are there to open themselves up to what the Holy Spirit wants to do. I cannot make anybody feel the presence of God. Mm. Actually, what I learned this weekend is that I cannot even create the presence of God. Because it's already happening. Creation is praising God all the time. My responsibility is simply to merge with what the Holy Spirit and creation and what is going on in heaven. My responsibility as a worship leader, as a worshiper, is to join that. Amen. Well, Kim, it's a hard attitude. Isn't that mind-blowing? It is. It's, it's a hard attitude, isn't it? You know, I just feel like, I don't know, when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I want to do is worship. I just want to yeah. worship. I, I don't want to see here. I don't want to read. I just want to worship. It's a longing to be in His presence and to drink from that well. Is that what you're talking about, Kim? That's exactly what I'm talking about. You see, I can't make anybody worship. And sadly, there there are churches today that if you're going to lead worship in them, you have to there has to be a response to your worship. There has to be um they want to see things happening. And 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 I you know, let me give you an example. A few weeks ago I was leading worship. And at the beginning of my worship, which is what I always say, and I, I don't even know if I'm going to say it anymore. I always say, let's all stand and worship the Lord. Angel, not one person stood up. I put my head down to resume my song, get going on the song, look back up, and I realized not one person. They heard me. They heard the call to worship, but not one person stood up. They sat there. And at first, it bothered my flesh. It kind of, I'll be honest, kind of probably even ticked me off a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> but then I realized, yeah, you probably have to do a lot of editing. But then I realized that it's not up to me. That's right. It's up to them. That's right. And I went on, and I had a great time in the in the glory of God, surrounded by His glory and His presence. And, and But you know what? Did they come along? I don't know. Some did, some didn't. But it's an individual response to what is already happening in heaven. Mm. And we'll continue whether we join in or not. That's right. You know, Kim, it makes me think of that song, When the Music Fades and All is Gone. What We simply come. Yeah. We simply come. You know Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, one of the things I face as a worshiper when I go to various churches is, uh, and is is that usually I don't have a drummer. And I'd like to have a drummer for when I do the fast songs. But you know what? I thought to myself, I don't really need one. Not because I'm all that, but because it shouldn't have to be a certain beat for people to worship. Right. It 
shouldn't even have to be a certain song. Now there are certain songs that will that will that will just kind of grab our heartstrings, and there are words that will they will evoke an emotion in us or whatever. And I'm not saying it's all emotional because it's certainly not. But and, and these songs are anointed. They are written by anointed worshipers and people, and there was an anointing that that travels through those words and those lyrics and that that um, that song, and it reaches out and, and and it draws people in. But it's not Kim drawing them. It's the anointing. Mm. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. I just have to be obedient. That's right. Well, Kim, you and I have learned we just show up for duty most of the time. And you know what? Leave it up to the Lord. He is the one that, like you said, it's through His Spirit. You know, the Bible says those who worship Him in spirit and in truth. Kim, talk to me. In worship, there's healing in worship. There's deliverance in worship. Talk to me. How how can we make people today? It's not our job to make them, but I want to I want to make them hungry to worship. Mm-hmm. I, I think really that what people, well, first of all, what you just said about there being deliverance and being healing and things like that. And, um, you know, Catherine Kuhlman was a powerful woman of God. And people were delivered. They were set free. They were healed in her services. And actually, she was really a pioneer for women in ministry. She stepped out into ministry as a woman uh, during a time when men just did not. And still today, we know that men, a lot of men, there are men that don't agree with women being in a in a ministry, uh, being out there on the you know in the forefront. And uh, but certainly back in that day, it was not really even heard of. She was one of uh, the few that ever did. But most of the people that were healed in her services were healed during worship. She was a mentor to Benny Hinn. Most of the people that are healed in Benny Hinn services are healed during worship. Now, when they came up to the platform to tell about their healing, he may receive a further insight through the gifts of the Holy Spirit in how to further bring further deliverance or healing to other areas, but the healing took place during worship. When we open our spirit to the Holy Spirit, we open ourselves to receive all the goodness of God. And God is a good God. When they were worshiping in the temple in the Old Testament, the people, the worshipers would say, The Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. And as they sang that, it said that a cloud filled the temple. And that cloud was the cloud of God's glory, the presence of God. That's what happens when we begin to give thanksgiving and worship and praise unto God. And we thank him and we tell him how good he is. And we worship him, as you said, angel, in spirit and truth. His glory, the glory of heaven, the glory of God, which is the presence of God, and the fire of God, which is the power of God to transform, to heal, to change, to deliver, it will come 
into our situations, into our realm, and it will be life-changing. We will never be the same again. I will never be the same again, Angel. Well, Kim, who would not? Who would not want that? I don't understand. How can we come together and not want to worship the King of Kings? Who would not want to be touched in that glory cloud? I've had the opportunity to attend a Benny Hinn conference years ago and actually was in his television studio when I was in California. And I tell you, it is... It is incredible, the level of anointing through worship. Um, Mm -hmm. Kim, expand upon that. Well, see, it has to be our spirit. A lot of times, our mind will override our spirit. I have found before, because you know what? I'm flesh and blood. And I have found before, I've come to church, I'm tired or whatever, you know, maybe it's not my favorite worship leader, and I'm, I'm not saying that over my church, because we have one of the best worship leaders I've ever heard my entire life at Franklin Word of Faith, but you know, just whatever, circumstances, something that happened at home, the dog bit me, I don't know, right, something happened, right, and we can be in our mind, or in our soul, or whatever, we can just not be, we have to attach ourselves to what is going on in the spirit. And a lot of people have never received teaching. See, we are not flesh and blood with a spirit. We are a spiritual being, and we have an earthly body for this time in eternity. Right now we have an earthly body. We need to understand ourselves as spiritual beings. And then when our spirit connects with the Holy Spirit, it opens up a whole new realm. Angel, we don't even have time for me to tell you adequately what I have experienced in the last two months during worship. I actually even had to run it by my pastor. I wrote it out. And I have my pastor read it because he is a huge Holy Ghost pastor. And I knew that he would know when he read it if I was out to lunch (laughs) or if what I saw was real. Mm -hmm. But I can tell you, I've been in services before where I have seen heaven touching earth. Mm -hmm. But I know for a fact that during worship that day, I was not in this realm. I understand that, Kim. I understand that more than you know. I remember being in a service right here locally, and I was just in worship. And the Lord shared a mystery, something that I would need to know for further down the road, like a couple of years down the road. But you know what? He prepared my heart um, just in, in worship. I just had this quick vision and mm-hmm. he does reveal there's so much in worship. If if everyone, I just want people to, to hear you today, hear me today, that, you know, God wants to connect with us. He wants to connect with us through His Word, through His worship. And Kim, you know what that's like. You, you, sure do. you've experienced it. Um, you lead others into it. Like you said, you're a worship leader. You worship, and it's up to them to, um, to join in. It's a hard attitude. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, one of the things, I just want to interject this as well. 
one of the reasons too that I that I believe that some assemblies, groups, churches, whatever you want to call them, are are not um, reaching out and worship the way that they are is because often worship has been thought of as a precursor to the preaching. It's just something we do. We do our th- three or four songs, our ten or fifteen minutes, then we have an offering. We have the announcements, and then the 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 main the main uh, show comes on. Not show, and that's probably not the proper thing to even say. So I apologize to anybody that got offended by that. But the main the main deal for the service, the word of God, which is powerful, right? And a lot of times, it's not recognized what happens during worship. At my church, Faith and Word of Faith, my pastor actually is in the office of a teacher. He's in the office of a pastor, but he's also a tremendous, powerful teacher. He expounds and reveals what is in the Word of God, really like no one I've ever heard before. And um, But when he comes on Sunday mornings, he's, he comes prepared to deliver a message, but he gives the Holy Spirit first place. And I'll tell you something, I have seen our worship services go for an hour, hour and a half, two hours, and mighty deliverances, healings, utterances of the Holy Spirit, the gifts in operation like I've never seen before, and, and, and he does that Sunday after Sunday. Never one moment let us let our agenda get ahead of the Holy Spirit's agenda. And many times we don't even stop to ask the Holy Spirit what he wants to do. One of the things that showed, showed me and gave me huge respect was every service my pastor stands up and he says, Holy Spirit, what do you want to do? Let's ask the Holy Spirit, what do you want to do in the service? And we never leave empty. We never leave disappointed. Because the Holy Spirit never disappoints. Mm, Wow. Powerful, powerful. Because you know what? He knows it all. He knows what every service, he knows who's going to be there. He He knows what the needs are of the people. So... It is, um, it is by his spirit. He says, it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Amen. I'm so thankful. Well, I want to talk a little bit about your radio broadcast, The River. I love The River. I love the name of your broadcast. I love uh, the guests that you have on it each week. Talk to me um, about how people can tune into your, your broadcast as well. Well, the river was a two-hour program. We're now a one-hour program, and we find that um, we're able to actually spend the whole hour. It's a talk radio show. We might have one song that's about it. Most of it is talk radio. Um, We've been doing some series. We've been doing a bunch of different things. One of the things that's really happening on my program, before, before I give you more information on it, is that I made the decision on my program to let the Holy Spirit do what he wants to do. So we're having powerful, powerful, powerful messages, um, uh, guests, uh, testimonies, uh, teachings. I just, we just finished a four-week series called Unstoppable in 2018. Have four great speakers on and great revelations shared. We're starting a series up uh, this coming Monday night, um, Living in the Last Days. My pastor is one of the, I've never heard anybody expound on uh, biblical prophecy and paralleling it aligning it with what is happening in the world today um, like he does and I found that I had him on recently he taught on that and 
um, I actually had the biggest response of my show I'd ever had to that program. So we're going to do a monthly series on that. It's every Monday night, 6 p.m. That would be 5 p.m. Eastern. And um, it's an hour long. And um, you know what? It's been powerful. It's been powerful, Angel. It, the show has turned into something more than what I ever thought it would be. It's really not even about me anymore. It's just about what the Holy Spirit wants to do, what he wants to do in that hour, the people that he wants to speak to. And the Holy Spirit, like I said a few minutes ago, he never disappoints. And how can they tune in? How can I, they tune into your broadcast? Okay, um, well, uh, in the near future, we're actually going to be putting repeaters up in the in the Woodstock, New Brunswick area, and down in Sussex, New Brunswick. But right now, the best way for any uh, listeners to listen in outside of the Fredericton, New Brunswick area would be to go online at www.joyfm.ca and listen online. I also, on my Facebook, however, which is Kim McKay White, it's, and it's public. Pay for public Facebook, so anybody can can come on and follow my page, or they can, you know, whatever. But I Facebook Live our entire program, so people can come on, make comments, watch what's going on in the studio, the whole thing. Wow, that's great. Well, Kim, it's always a pleasure to to talk with you and to reconnect with you. And I just, um, I love your spirit. I love what you're doing to build the kingdom of God. And I just believe, Kim, that we're, we're experiencing a move, a wave. And I love what's in the river. There's love, there's hope, there's joy, there's peace. Um, and I just believe that in worship is is a key. There's, that worship it is sure a key. Is. It sure is. It sure is. We're in a year like no other. 2018 is a year when people's dreams or visions are going to come to realization. There's going to be a move of God in this year like this world has never seen before. It's going to make anything that has happened so far seem like it was small potatoes. And the move of God is never small potatoes, but you know what I mean? I do. We're I in do. the last days, and heaven is ramping up. And I'll tell you what, I'm so excited about this year, I, I just can't even talk about it or I get so excited. <laughs> I know. I know. I wrote a post at the beginning of the year, love life and put your seatbelt on. And turn your radio That's on. Right. That's right. Well, Kim, I just um, got to wrap this up, and I'd like to ask you to, to close in prayer. But will you just um, just ask God that somehow that that fire, that fire that we feel in our bones, that, that God would just, um, that it would reignite in, in people that maybe have lost it and just make them hungry to worship Him. Would you, would you pray about that? I sure will, sure. Father, I just thank you for who you are and all that you are, God. And I just pray, Lord, that um, your fire and your glory would be restored to our churches, God, to your children, Lord, um, that as they worship, they would receive a revelation of who you are. Because I know that's what happened to me, Lord. I know that I just suddenly understood, understood um, what was attainable and how that I could come into your throne room. The Bible says that I can boldly run to your throne room. Father, there are people that think they're not worthy. They think they're not worthy to come to you. They think they're not worthy to worship you, Lord. But our worship is like a sweet-smelling savor to you. It's like a fragrance that rises up to you, Lord. And you are pleased, and you love it. Father, there's many times I've just pictured you on your throne 
here singing your praises, telling you that they love you, telling you that they're thankful, Father. You crave that. You love it. It brings a smile to your face. Father, renew in us that fire, that desire, that understanding that we can just come to you any time in our worship, Lord. And Father, and that as we worship, the atmosphere changes in our situations. Prayers are answered. Sickness is healed. Demons run when we worship. Father, give us a fresh revelation of you. That's what we need. When we have a fresh revelation of you, Lord, we will worship like we've never worshipped before. We won't know what else to do. Thank you, God. I love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you, Kim. And thank you, listeners, for joining me today. Tune in again next week for another broadcast of Destiny Moments.